No matter how much we may want to at times, we can't go through life alone. What we really need are people who will stand by us no matter what. People who know your past, accept your present, and who can see the bright future that's ahead of you. And on today's episode, we're looking at a character from World Trigger who puts his life on the line for his friends day in and day out. And that is the ace of Tamakoma 2, Yuma Kuga. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Nate, and you're listening to the Otaku Liberation, a show where we help you break free from the chains that are holding you back in your life by connecting some biblical principles with themes from your favorite anime. And without further ado, let's get into it. So, Yuma Kuga. Yuma is an interesting character, at least to me anyway, and at times he seems like he should be the the main character and not Osamu, but I do know that the author made it this way because he he wanted to play with the ideas of opposites. And like I covered in in Osamu's episode, you know, Osamu is the definition of your average Joe, whereas in a world where everyone else is special in some sort of way, he's not. And and in a lot of ways, he's actually below average, even compared to other other agents, right? And in every way that Osama was lacking, Yuma excels at, right? Because um, Yuma is, is an excellent, excellent fighter. I mean, that's why he's the ace of their squad, because he's the, for a long time, he was the only one that could earn points for the team. Um, he can the only one that could, that could score points and he actually get kills off the opponents. And not only that, he excels in, in whether it's a 1v1 you know, many v one. No matter what the situation is, he always finds a way to at least take his opponents down with him, if nothing else, right? And outside of the t- outside of the top of the top ranks, there's not really many people who can who can beat Yuma, right? And so, let's a little background on his skills and what makes him so so dangerous, really, but. The the verse I want to go over for this episode that kind of ties into Yuma's role in Tamakoma Two, more or less, at least the way I see it. Uh, there's a verse is uh, Proverbs chapter eighteen, verse twenty four, and that is says, "One with many friends may be harmed, but there is a friend who stays closer than a brother." And essentially, is is a you have the people you call friends. I come to believe that a lot of people call each other friends when really they're just acquaintances, right? You mean you don't really know that much about the other person outside of, you know, maybe work or school or something like that. But you can always have, you typically you find that one to two people who go beyond the title of friends. Like they're actually family, right? They're your, your chosen family. And I know me, I've had a, a handful of those growing up throughout my life, you know, some have changed. Others have been been friends for you know close to ten years now, and and is and for me is kind of making that shift from trying to find that person to being that person. And what I mean by that is, you know, I've I always say on here is you know find people who who support you, who tell you the truth, who you know basically lift you up when you're when you're falling down, and who are you know, right there with you uh, in the thick of it, right? But now I want to encourage us all to 
be that person, right? Be the type of person that you want to attract. And if you want to attract people who are just, you know, just real, honestly, because, you know, finding real people is hard nowadays. And when you want to find people who are real, honest, and trustworthy, then you have to be that, right? Because you, you basically, you attract what you are, more or less. You And it's, it's a weird thing to say and to think about, but um, I've noticed that really honestly all my life and especially now that I'm in you know in the working field as an adult now is that you know just just being you is nine times ten is enough you're right just 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 be you right be you and be the good the bad and the ugly and then you're going to attract people who are just as true to themselves as well with their good bad and the ugly and and honestly like I always say when you get people like that together who are who have such a level of self-awareness and trust and honesty, then, hey, anything's possible, really. And and the way Yuma does that for Osamu is, is it's, it's, it's funny. It's funny to me. So Yuma, for those of you who don't know, Yuma is actually, he's a, he's a neighbor, right? He's the one of the aliens that are uh, present in the, in the series of World Trigger. And Yuma's initial goal of coming to earth was to uh, find a way to revive his father. And essentially what happened. So while you was still in, in the neighborhood and the alternate dimensions and things like that, his father died to protect him from, you know, from enemy forces essentially. And you father died and became uh you black trigger. And essentially what a black trigger is, is, Again, triggers are the equipment that the agents are using in World Trigger, and black triggers are, you know, uh, more or less an- anomalies. They're not your standard triggers. They're typically more, much more powerful than the normal ones. And black triggers are only made when somebody who has a lot of Trion dies, and you know, since they they turn themselves into black triggers, and then black triggers are. The tip, at least for all the ones we've seen, except for one, are only compatible with one, maybe two people, because it's, it's essentially based off the the bond the the person who turned into the black trigger has with the person who uses the black trigger. So in this case, Yuma's father became a black trigger that only Yuma can use because they had a, such a strong bond as father and son, and so that's kind of the the, the backstory of black triggers and how they're made. And Yuma came to came to Earth to try to find a way to essentially reverse this process, right? To kind of be able to find a way to save his father, um, because yeah, again, they're dead. <laughs> I mean, they're dead when they become black triggers. But and it, it's just funny because you know, typically when you start a relationship, when you start a friendship, when you set off on your own journey, your own path, we all have our own goals that we're trying to accomplish. You know. We are all in our own in our own world, so to speak. Again, like I always say, we're the main characters of our stories, right? So it makes sense. It makes sense that we're we have our own things that we're trying to do and that we're trying to accomplish that we're striving for. That's the reason why we you know we get up and grind and work so hard each and every day. And and it can be easily, very easy to ignore the world around you. Not because you know, and not out of a selfish type of way, as in, you know, you, you know, if it's not benefiting you, you don't really care about it. It's more so like if it's not in your direct line of sight, then you may not even be aware of it. 
because it's not affecting you, right? And I know that's kind of it's kind of you know backwards, but let me let me let me try to explain it better. So it's because it let me speak from my own personal experience, and basically. Before, for for the longest time, you know, I would just focus on my own goals, my own things that I'm trying to, you know, work on. Whether it's you know during school, I had projects that were due, was at work, more projects that are due, more things that I'm working on, um, you know, things trying to you know trying to learn how to how to invest and be you know financially smart and you know all these different things that I, I'm working on for myself, right? And and I have a habit to go down a rabbit hole when. Something catches my eye, catches my attention. That's all I'm focusing on, you know, day in and day out. And that's I'm gonna be like I'm gonna beat my head against the wall uh, until I figure this thing out, right? And on one hand, that's a good thing, you know, because I'm gonna I'm gonna see it through. You can see it as a way, like whatever you set your mind to, you're gonna see it through to the end, whether it works out or it doesn't. You can you can bet that you know you're gonna stick with it. But on the other hand, when you become so engulfed with it, you start ignoring everything else around you, then also be dangerous, especially when you're, you know, when you're not by yourself, right? Because like I said, no matter how much we may want to at times, we can't go through life alone. We're just not designed to. Life is, life will beat you down and tear you down completely and, and utterly, right? If you have absolutely no one to lean on. And yeah, you're just you're just fish food at this point. But so when you're nurturing when you're nurturing relationships with other people, especially those who are close to you, they they know that you care about and love, it's important that you take a moment to pop your head back out and to to see what's going on. Just you know to be aware and not be so blinded by your own ambitions, right? I know some people, and again, I'm not talking about those who who only think of themselves, you know, like the King Borrow or, you know, Prince of Vegeta, someone like that, who's only out there for themselves. It's only, if it's, if it's not benefiting them, they just, they don't care about it at all, right? Is when I'm talking about people who care, like you care about it, when it's brought to your attention. Like you, it's, and once you're made aware of something, then, you know, you're all in and trying to help or try to fix or, you know, whatever it is. Whereas for, the type of arrogant people like Borrow and Vegeta, like they're aware of it. They just don't care, right? There's those two different things. So the people I'm talking to are people who are like me, who, you know, once you're made aware of it, you you care, you like you genuinely care, you're compassionate about that person or whatever situation's going on. I'm encouraging you to not to have to be made aware of it, just to be more cognizant of it, of yourself, right? No one should have to come bring these things to your attention, you know, as often, right? I know it, it's harder. It can be hard, especially when you're focused in on something that you're passionate about. But do pop your head up every, every once in a while, right? And in the way, now, the Yuma, he wasn't necessarily like this per se. Um, I mean, he, I mean, granted, he did come there with a goal and a mission in mind, but he was already he already had an open mind to the things that were going on around him, right? And that's really shown in him partnering with Osamu and Chika because when when they decided, well, I guess when Yuma heard about Osamu's ambitions and stuff like that, which was looking for Chika's brother in the neighborhood because, again, Chika's brother left for some unknown reason that they want to figure out and Chica's brother is the one who trained Osamu uh, in joining border and things like that. So 
uh, this Chica's brother has a relationship with both her and Osamu. And Yuma, being the outsider that he is, he and knowing the type of person that Osamu and the type of people Osamu and Chica are, he's all on board. He's like, all right, cool. You know, my plan didn't hasn't quite worked out the way I wanted it to, but I'm here. I'm here to help you guys out because you know they're they're friends, right? At this point, they're friends. When they decide to form the squad together, when they decide to you know, have each other's backs like that, he's just like, yep, I'm I'm here to help you guys. No matter how hard it is, no matter what it is, I'm here to help. And you really see that because Yuma always believes in Osamu's plans, even if they if they don't go as planned. Yuma backs them backs them up to the to the best of his ability. You know, even and so later on when we when I talk about another character um who later on joins their team when when that character starts challenging Osamu's, you know, plans or whatnot because they don't make any sense to him or whatever the case may be, Yuma like typically takes Osamu's side in one form or another, whether that's just outright signing with him or coming up with an idea that helps Osamu save face while also, you know, advancing their strategy and honestly just to be like that to be someone's you know right hand man like that to be someone's you know go to to have someone's back like that that's that's something i've always taken pride in right to just just to be there because i remember how many times people have have been there for me for me and to pay that forward you know is it, it just, it's a different feeling. If you get it, you get it. I mean, it's hard for me to, to put into words exactly, but just the just the feeling of being relied on, being reliable, and you able to deliver is a different feeling. And I know, uh, I do know that parents get this, especially fathers, right? You know, fathers typically the head of the household. They're the ones who are out there, you know, providing and in in protecting and things like that. So I know they especially get it when, you know, when you do it, when you do it for the right reasons, you know, essentially you're you're doing it because you want to, not because you expect something in return. And when you do get something in return, whether that's just be just a, a thank you, right, just the appreciation for what you do out there on day on a daily basis, and that that in of itself is reward enough, in all honesty, and. I mean that that's something I had to learn like I'm still learning, right? So learning to to really just kinda embrace that, right? I mean, because in today's world everything's so, you know, instant gratification, instant gratification. I need to have it now, I need to have it now. Where this isn't really instant gratification, it's just you knowing that you did something good, you knowing that you you know, put yourself out there for somebody outside of yourself, right? And ultimately you just knowing that, you know, God sees you and your rewards is going to be in heaven, right? Now, that's not instant gratification. I mean, that's going to happen after we leave here. But it's, so it's, it's taking that taking that mindset shift from the worldly view of you know of all the, you know social media, you know, even video games and things like that, TV, where we want everything now, 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 and and taking that to go from a more of a spiritual, more self reflective aspect of like you know what my reward isn't going to be now it's going to be something way down the line and i'm not even working for that i'm not even doing this for that i'm just doing it because i want to and honestly that's 
uh, like I said, that's one of the best feelings you can honestly have once you truly accept that, once you truly dive into that, right? And, and now it may, it may be harder for some, you know, harder for some than others, especially if you're not used to doing that, right? If you're not used to looking out for other people and not used to other people relying on you, or if you're not used to relying on other people too, right? Because I think once you find someone that you can rely on, it becomes easier for you to become, for you to be that person for them as well, right? Because it's it's kind of, it's like a trust, like a trust thing. You know, you you trust them enough with your stuff, with your baggage, with your, whatever the case may be. And now, now they can do the same for you, right? Because I do believe if somebody shows you some kindness, you know, and, and kindness and respect in a way, especially repeatedly when they don't have to, when there's honestly no benefit for them, and then, I think you owe it to kind of pay it forward as well. And, and again, like I said, Yuma does that for Osama and them day in and day out because, you know, Osama sticks up sticks up for Yuma with against the higher-ups, no less. Like, he, <laughs> against the people in border who, at first, you know, they didn't trust Yuma because he's a, he's a neighbor, right? He's an alien. And they they tried to take him and try to, you know, essentially imprison, imprison him and take his black trigger from him. But Osamu, along with some of the other, his, some of the other senior members of uh, Tamakoma, the branch that they're a part of, they stood up for for Yuma. I was like, uh, no, you guys can't just come in here and just do things because you, you want to. And they made it so Yuma could join the team and they can all go on this journey together. And like I said, Yuma's always has Osamu's back. You know, he knows Osama isn't isn't that much of a fighter. You know, not not just on the battlefield, but just as a personality type as well. He's not he's not one to go looking for fights. He's rarely one to finish him either. Even someone brings it brings it to him, um, which he's gotten better with. But Yuma's always been been the one to be at his side to, to back him up if you know if things go started to go sideways, right? It's not just Osama either. Yuma does this with Chica as well, because like I covered in her episode, you know, she for the longest time had a po- had a problem with sh- shooting people, even though she's a sniper, <laughs> right? And that's just, you know that's ridiculous and honestly, but neither Osama nor Yuma held that against her. And they say Yuma was always essentially her vanguard, right? In, in in the battles or whatnot, if Chica's position ever got compromised, especially later on when they had the wire strategy and when they added their second ace, um, Yuma was typically the one that would cover Chica if her position got compromised or if he, if he needed cover fire, he he made sure that he was somewhere in her vicinity, right? And I'm going to say he did it for Osama too. He was always the one that had to go rescue them <laughs> or cover for them in some form or fashion. And he never once complained about it. He never once complained about it. Even when onlookers were saying that, you know, they're they're going to burn him out because he has to do all the heavy lifting and he has to cover for them too. You know, and, it, and from the people who are in the battle or the ones who are looking on, commentating, and saying, you know, how they are just essentially nothing without Yuma. Yuma has never once said anything any of those things himself. He never once complained about it. He never once, you know, said, you know, you guys are hopeless without me. None of that ever, never came out of his mouth. And that's because he, he just doesn't mind. He doesn't care because he, he just want to do what he can for his team and for his friends. That's it. 
the bottom line. If that means him you know, flying across the battlefield, scoring points and protecting them, then that's what he has to do. That's what he's going to do. And he has no hesitation. No, <laughs> he's not upset about it at all. And and honestly, I think that kind of speaks volumes to, uh, you know, I, I know at least to me, right? Because full disclosure, a lot of the stuff with this podcast is just a letter to myself to <laughs> go back and, remind myself of things that I've gone through and things that I want to improve in. And for this one is really so much just to, you know, don't, don't have to expect a reward for every little thing that you do. Right. And just do, just do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Don't do it because your parents told you to don't do it because, you know, you feel like you feel like it's the right thing to do. Do it because you know, it's the right thing to do. Feel Do it because you want to, right? And don't expect anything out of it, right? Don't expect this. Just, just don't, <laughs> because you know nothing's ever guaranteed. Some people, even if you, just because you do something nice for somebody, doesn't mean that they're going to appreciate it or even understand it at that time. Or they may, they may never do it. So if you're if you're doing something to be acknowledged by people, then you're always going to be disappointed because you know people are fickle. We're, we're wish-washy. You know, we can be happy one minute and mad the next and for no apparent reason. And what you may seem to be a good deed or good thing, they could spin it in some way to make it negative. And now everything is just blown up in your face, right? So I just want to encourage you to, you know, do the right thing because you want to be someone that people can lean on, people can trust, people can go to for help and support. And, and just give it to them, right? Give it to them. Because at the end of the day, you're going to feel better about it. You're going to hopefully you're going to make them feel better about whatever the situation is. And at the end of the day, we just we're just all trying to be better, right? Just be better people, be better, you know, neighbors, be better family members, just be better, just better people in general, right? Because there's too much negativity and hate in the world right now. There's not enough positivity and genuine love for one another out there. So. And uh, I just want you to really think about what can you do to help someone else, right? What can you do? What can you offer? What can you, you know, even if something small, it may seem small to you, but it could be something life-changing for somebody else, right? Yeah, it could be, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm just trying to think, you know, it could be you picking up the check at a restaurant for just a random stranger, right? You know, it could be uh, offering to wash someone's car, you know, in, in the neighborhood, you know, go around, cut someone's grass, ask permission don't just go out there and start doing stuff because that's weird but you know just you know just little just little things that you can do within your power that you know because you, you, again you never know it may make or break someone's day um we just we just don't know and we'll never know if we don't try if we don't put ourselves out there but anyway that's all i got for you guys today so i'm gonna just thank you for tuning in to today's episode and i pray that you got what you needed out of it and that you learned something new about yourself and learn something new about what you can what you can offer to you know to this crazy thing we call life right uh, feel free to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review i would love reading you guys comments and it helps me improve each and every episode and always remember you are the main character of your story and that story doesn't end until he says so All right. Be blessed.